0: Hello and welcome back to the What The Fork Sunland Preview podcast. A solid, if unspectacular, win at Stoke City last weekend has Sunderland in the heady heights of 5th. Um, it's quite easy, this championship luck, isn't it? Well, to answer that question, we'll most likely come this weekend as we pit off against a side whose recent history has been as much in the Premier League as it has been the championship. Norwich City, and it help give us the lowdown on the Canaries is none other than popular co-host of Talk Norwich City, Mr. Christopher Reeve. Chris, how are you, mate? You okay? What
1: an introduction! I might, I might speak to you guys more often. I quite like the fact that you're back in the Championship now. What a, what a lovely intro! Thank you. Well,
0: it feels nice to be back here, especially when we're winning games. But um
1: I was honestly just going—I was just going to say thank you, and I genuinely mean that point about like it's just nice to be speaking to Sunderland again, like because it's mad that you've been down in League One and. Genuinely, I have got so much respect for Sunderland. I know that Sunderland fans will know of Michael Bowers, I'm sure, and who, who, are, who I'm great friends with, and I've really enjoyed chatting to him. And, and there's lots in common with between Sunderland and Norwich, I think. Of course, Sunderland are, are, are a much bigger club, for sure. Um, but the, the, the plights have been similar. Of course, the Friendship Trophy is in place, the Milk <laughs> Cup final. Uh, there's been some real, real good games over the years. And so I'm genuinely delighted that Sunderland are back in the Championship because... I mean, well, they should be a Premier League club, of course, but they certainly shouldn't be in League One. And I wanted to say thank you for keeping it switched down in League One for a little bit longer. You're
0: welcome. We don't, we didn't mind doing that in any way. I think it might be there for a while. Um, hopefully I won't have to get one for a preview show anytime soon because that might get brought up. But nonetheless, fair um, chunk to get through, but we'll start straight from the top. Obviously, we're chatting prior to the EFL game against Bournemouth tonight. For people listening um so your most recent game 2-0 win against millwall josh Char- uh, josh sergeant 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 scored a friday night double to grab all three points how was the performance
1: well look i it's a very encouraging one very encouraging um obviously obviously we've we've, we've struggled at the back um so that's been nice josh sergeant has struggled um and he he scored um an absolute world of a goal, which I can't believe wasn't in the, the old FIFA Puskas award actually in the, in in the Premier League, but except from that, he really hasn't made his mark. And at Norwich City, considering we haven't got a billion, well, even million, millionaire owner, it's completely self-funded, right? It's, it's really tough. So when Norwich recruit players Mm -hmm. above 6 million, they need to work straight away. They have to work because we, we can't afford to spend that amount of money. And then, for it to not work because of our structure and the way that we work in terms of signing a player and selling on. Anyway, Josh Sargent is a very, very good case study of that. And so it's so encouraging to see him having scored the goals that he has in the games that he has this season. It's really encouraging to see Dean Smith now um, almost settle into actually what what could be a, a new style of play. It's a bit weird for Norwich because we're coming to terms with Not playing team upuki, which is something that we have never ever considered, and is really weird to to have a a two time title winning um, goal scorer on the bench. And I know that he's picked up an injury, but like, I, I don't know how he will break into the team again. Uh, which is which is great for norwich that that, that josh sargent has done what he's done um considering what the the player that he has been for us so far so there are there are green shoots in what has been uh, a poor start for norwich city don't get me wrong yes we've picked up a couple of results now which we're very happy with but performance wise it still can improve and um, as I said that there's there's two-time title winning t- uh, players in, in that team, not just Team Ipuki, but the likes of Tim Krull and El Hernandez. You know, the list goes on, Todd Cantwell. So there are players there that that, that that can make um a huge impact that can provide the experience that we need, but it's that mentality point that I'm still questioning in my head because we were embarrassed in the Premier League, not just last season, but the last time we were there too, and so. We've only really, felt, as, the, as a supporter base, we've only really felt the low of the yo-yo and not the high, because of course when we got when we won the title last time under Farker, we we were all at home. It's a bit of a wacky time for Norwich. The the jury's still out on on a lot of things, and um, the fan feeling around Dean Smith is it feels to me like is on a knife edge. I really hope that it will be the end of that because I really want to be positive about them again. And this game against Sunderland at the weekend will will, will either cement the fact that we've turned the corner. Or it will be a case of I think it might have been paper over cracks a little bit and we needed to recruit better and sell players, et cetera, et cetera. So that's that's I guess the 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 state of the canary nation, if you will.
0: It's funny because obviously when you're going into League One, you do look at teams and you look at your fixes you get. And I think it got to like we look at Sheffield United, who we played last week, and you look at Norwich and you go, Well, they're the two big games. They're the they're the two games where you go, mm, as long as you're putting a good performance. And then you see Norwich lose sort of two of the first three, uh, draw the other one against Wigan, who also got promoted. But you have won like the last two. Obviously, we don't know what the score tonight's going to be against Bournemouth, but it is in the cup. What is the feeling at the moment? Because technically it's two wins in five, which doesn't sound like promotion form, but the championship, you can lose your first five and still win the league. We've done it. You've probably done it. So what, yeah. what's the feeling? Is it like, don't
1: panic too soon? I think now it is. I think now it is, but there's still there's still a section of support as it as there is with every club there's still a section of supporters with their pitchforks ready to jump on anything that goes wrong right and you could even argue I've potentially been in that camp at at, at points already this season because it was unacceptable to start the season how we have and that's not it's I just genuinely don't believe that it is arrogance or me with my yellow and green glasses on that group of players two-time title winners as I say over again like they shouldn't have started the campaign how they have, not just in terms of results, but performances as well. And, you know, there's lots of people that cite XG and all that stuff. And I must admit, I'm maybe even a bit of an old fashioned football fan on that note. Like, I don't care how, just bloody win. Yeah. Just win. Yeah. Shit house it if you need to just win, make sure you win. And and we haven't. So yeah, I think, I think the fan feeling is that now people are agreeing that there's green shoots I think people are agreeing that um, we're starting to see some really positive performances. People are starting to get excited about the new signings because we're now able to play them. People are, as I say, we've we've already mentioned it. People are excited that um, Josh Sargent has turned the corner, which is great because he's been a player that, you know, and I'll happily admit it, you know, I'm talking about City. We've, we've We've had to slate him because he's been that bad. So... Yeah, I think overall the tide's turning. But as I say, and to repeat myself again, forgive me, this game against Sunderland will tell the tale. Like, this game against Bournemouth that we've got, like, of course, it's a game that we'll want to win. Um, it'll be really interesting to see whether Dean Smith makes wholesale changes to that starting level or not, or whether he'll just want to get that winning feeling continuing on. And, 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 and that train then rocks up to the Stadium of Light, and all of a sudden it's like it's it's there's so much more momentum. Um But yeah, I think overall the the fan feeling I would still describe as fragile, albeit more optimistic than it has been.
0: Going back, obviously, to last season, I did sort of notice, understandably, Dean Smith is a bit 50-50. You see that you've only got to go the forums and you'll see a mix. You can kind of get on every forum, to be fair, but especially a place like Norwich where you expect promotion and the season's started not perfectly. But I've got to be honest, like last year when you parted company with Daniel Farger, I was kind of quite surprised if I'm honest because I remember at the time obviously results weren't great Uh, I don't think he had the team that could cope in the the Premier League it's it's a long story short Um, we're talking quite a while ago now in terms of football I feel it's like five years ago obviously Dean Smith came in he's not had probably the start he would have wanted or anyone at Norwich would have wanted but he's also not had the most horrendous start looking back in hindsight was getting rid of Farker the right idea?
1: No, I, I, and I and I actually think I might still be slightly in the minority on this. It was the for me, it was the right decision to 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 finish things with Daniel Farker. Like and I and I get a lot of slate for this actually because I was quite firm on it at the time. But I believe that all good things have got to come to an end, and um, I think that in football it's so important to continue to uh, to innovate, to improve, to optimize and it just felt like it went stale and it got to the point where, and I've always liked, and I've likened last season to to starting a car. All right. So yes, we, we've already t- t- turned up to the Premier League in a Peugeot 206. All right. Those players realistically weren't going to stay up. Okay. And then what happened is Daniel Farker was botching it with lots of different styles of, and, and, and lineups. And, um, and, and we had a horrific start to the campaign. So I'm, I'm so grateful. And I will always respect Daniel Farker for what he has done for our football club but it was definitely the right time to to change and I I do do actually really feel for Dean Smith because I think he took over a sinking ship I think the fan mood was so low that he was fighting a losing battle and again Dean Smith tried to kick-start this car he's tried all sorts to get it going but he just couldn't get it going and so that's why I'm so happy to see it be to start to go well now, because he's a very experienced manager. He's a manager with, with proven promotion credentials. Um, and and and, I, and personally, I'm happy with him in charge. And I think it was the right time. The thing that fans struggle with is the style of play, because under under Daniel Farker, lots of opposition fans will know we 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 called it Farkball, right? And it was this beautiful, free flowing, attacking um. Possession based football in the Championship, but in the Premier League, it was it was woeful. It didn't work. So I do now believe that we've got a manager that is happy to adapt his team and his style based upon the oppositions that we play and injuries, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, um, yeah, I hope that answers that question.
0: Yeah, no, it absolutely does, and I think it's you're right in what you're saying from the outside looking in. No offense to any Norwich fans listening, but I think when Dean Smith went in, it went well if he can get a bit of pride restored. That's that's kind of how you saw it. He was on a he was on a hiding to nothing. One manager I think that you're a really big fan of. I've actually heard you speak about him before. Now I'm a really big fan of him as well. I actually really love him. He's the the nicest bald man I've ever seen in my life. Alex Neil. Um, while we're on the subject of managers, I think any Sunderland fan listening to this will know exactly what he's done, um, for our club and and the start of this season and and how much he's basically revitalised the entire club that was languishing in League One and ready to kind of stay there. I think before he came in. You've had experience of Alex Neal and the promotion under
1: him. Are you surprised by his success at
0: Sunderland or is it not a surprise at all?
1: No, not at all. Not at all. And to 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 say his name again, Michael Bowers, a well-known Sunderland fan, does various content bits and bobs. I said to him straight away, mate, that's your ticket to promotion. That is your first class ticket to promotion, getting Alex Neal. A genius move. So complete kudos to the Sunderland board for, for making that decision. And actually... Um, it actually complements Sunderland massively, right? Because Alex Neal could have stayed in the championship, mid-table team, ticked along, but he's clearly got ambition to work with a big club. Um, He wants to feel that success again that you felt at Norwich. The exciting thing, of course, for Sunderland is that you've got, in my opinion, the ability to, uh, this sounds a bit fluffy, for giving a harvest more resource because of the size and structure of the club and, and so I would be so excited, and I would be really happy as a Sunderland fan with Alex Neil. And I think if I reflect back over over the years, I'll start with the good with the good points. When he first took over Norwich, breath of fresh air. And the story is that we went to Bournemouth away from home, and he wasn't meant to impact that game, but he was in the stands. And at half time, he came down. And he took the t- and he actually did a team talk at half time, and you can imagine what that team talk was like. We went on to win the game. Alex Neil then get, takes over. We muscle our way into the playoffs. It was then an iconic moment for Norwich City because, of course, we we comfortably beat the uh, the 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 Ipswich Town boys in the semi final. I was almost rude. I tried not to be. Well done, Chris. Um, so we beat Ipswich semi final, and then we go to Middlesbrough. Who previously beat us four 0 at there? They embarrassed, they wiped the floor with us. And Alex Neal's the, the the way that Alex Neal set us up for that Wembley win. And you and I know the Sunderland fans can actually really see the the, the 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 same thing here. It's like we, it's just a breath of fresh air. He's a motivator. He's not afraid to just go for it. Like he's not about this sit back, park the bus bollocks. Like he just grabs teams by the balls and goes right let's have some you know if you score one we'll score two more and and i and that's that's the style of football that 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 we as football fans we that's what we want to go to the stadiums to enjoy right um and so i I really really enjoyed that i also really enjoyed despite the end result i actually enjoyed a lot of the games under alex neil in the premier league and there were you know we had a great group of players then as well i do think at the time it was unfortunate for Alex that he didn't have the experience that he had now. I think if he had the experience that he had now, then obviously he would have stayed longer. He was just a little bit too inexperienced at that point, And we outgrew him as a, as a club, which is, a, I think a fair thing to say, but I think now he's really in the ascendancy and he's still, he, he, obviously he was very young at Norwich. Um, you know, he, we literally brought him into management as a, he was a player manager beforehand. So, yeah, like, and I just really hope that Sunderland fans respect him and look after him because my observations are Sunderland are one of those clubs because of the size and the expectation again where they've chopped and changed managers um way too regularly but maybe that's because they've been so poor. But I now really hope that Sunderland stick with Alex. I think they get... I really hope that you give him the resource to do well um, rather than letting him botch it. I hope you invest in January and you go for it. Like... I think Sunderland have a distinct, unique advantage this season, and that's the unpredictability of the team because you're fresh back into the league again. The atmosphere at the Stadium of Light—so many fans haven't experienced that, and opposition players haven't experienced that in a, in a, in a, in a while—that's an advantage. And also, a huge advantage is Alex Neil. His experience—you've already seen it, and, and the stats are out there. You guys have won more away games than anyone else. That's the Alex Neil factor. No fear, football. Um, and you saw what he did at, at Preston. By the way, I mean, I, I Alex Neal needs to send me an invoice here. And um, you saw what Alex Neal did at, at, at Preston North End with bugger all budget, right? He was flirting with those playoff places all the time, and and I and I don't think it's too out that. And I know that Sunderland fans are trying to keep expectations down. And saying, we'll we'll just survive. It'll be fine. I think Sunderland fans should get excited. I think this is a. You, I think you've got this season an advantage to get into those playoffs and as a Norwich fan it because we did it we went from league one of course we bounced back straight away so maybe it's a little bit different but we went down to league one up to the championship up to the premier league straight away and I genuinely think that Sunderland could find themselves flirting with the playoffs I really really do because of Alex Neal so basically I'm a huge fan I'm a huge huge fan yeah
0: me too I I, I kind of Think the same as you. I just don't want to say. It. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm terrified. Now remember that Norwich um season actually, because I used to live with a Norwich fan. Nothing to do with Norwich, just like the strip when he was a kid. And I lived in the same house as him the season you got promoted. And he remembers it. I, I remember it very, very well because you got promoted then BS21, and my entire bedroom was decorated in yellow and green, um, which wasn't necessarily the best, but he's a nice guy, bless him. Um, One thing I've probably not touched on too much, but I actually think it's quite interesting. Um, Barley Mumba, obviously he's he's out on loan at Plymouth at the moment. He was out on loan at Peterborough last year. When he was sold to Norwich at the time, it was kind of a fire sale of our young talent from Donald and Methven. And that's my thoughts and my opinion anyway. It did Mm -hmm. irk a lot of Sunderland fans, despite the fact he wasn't in the team. It was like, well, this is a little bit too low. Could he be more? Norwich fans seemed to love him when he first came in. He's not really kicked on. What's going to happen to him?
1: um hmm, good question not an easy answer but the mood amongst the yellow army is that we still love bali we still believe in bali and we we think that he could have a bright future we've seen by the way the start he's had we've seen what he's been doing at plymouth he's been absolutely tearing it up like the guy has got a bright future i'm a big big fan I've been impressed with what I've seen from Bally members certainly in the in the Cup games and the limited time that he's had um, on the pitch in, in in league games for Norwich City as well. Um, I do think he's got a good future. Um, I still think it's a little bit early to come out with a statement like, um, why is he not kicked on? Just because I just think he's still so young and you have to factor in what Bally has had in front of him um, it, at Norwich City. And for him to go to... Sunderland with love and respect in League One and then all of a sudden throwing it we threw him in against Man City away for God's sake Like you, you know you, that is a, that's basically an impossible ask so I'm excited for Ballet I think he'll be a top player for us next season um, and I'm really happy to see him doing well at, at, at Plymouth and I understand why Sunderland fans feel the way they feel but that is just what it is when you're in League One and, and maybe to sort of railroad this a little bit and to maybe like give you an example is patrick roberts right I, what maybe perhaps what you feel uh about Bally, I, I sort of feel about patrick roberts right we signed him exciting talent and um, didn't kick on at norwich city at all and now he's at Sunderland. i know he's not playing for you guys at the moment but he's now back in the ascendancy again so yeah i i think i think Sunderland fans should probably hold their hands up and say that was just where we were at at the time um, and we can't do anything about it. And to be fair, it was still a bit of a pot shot, wasn't it? Like, Bally had proven absolutely diddly squat at that point. And so, yeah, I'm a big fan though. I really think he's a top player and um, I think he'll have a very bright future.
0: Interesting that he went in as like a right back because obviously he started in midfield and then I think yeah. Fark has seen him as a right back. But to be fair, that, that's kind of where he's probably impressed the most. Um, and obviously he's doing really well at Plymouth at the moment as well. In terms of recognizable faces there's unfortunately for us too that used to play for our neighbors um one called tim the other called isaac Um, so i ignore them and um, the more recognizable faces for me are the likes of grant Hamley. obviously i live in scotland todd Cantwell's was a great player a couple of years ago when he won in the, the premier league he's been touted to moves he's still there max aarons and, and obviously you mentioned pookie before he's not on the team but in terms of something fans watching knowledge they're the names we'll notice but who are the players we should actually be worried about going into the given saturday who's in form at the moment
1: uh, well, there's two players. It's a really easy answer, and it's and it's based off of the last uh, the last couple of wins. Um, first of all, it, it does shock me to say it because I'm still getting used to it. Josh Sargent, and um, he's a player that uh, really wants to stretch the back line. He's uh, physical. Um, he's strong in the air. He's full of confidence at the moment. He's um, he's he's able to score headers that, um, in my opinion, are really t- like it's not like a basic thing like he like his runs and his body shit just everything like I'm really impressed with Josh at the moment so I think that will be a tough task for Sunderland I, I think if you can if you can stop Sargent you'll you'll definitely do well but the the main man for me and uh, and I'm not afraid to say is the exact it, it's basically every single North City fans favorite player at the moment Marcelino Nunes a complete random buy from Chile um, we've bought him in it kind of and I'm trying to be careful on this but it feels almost the same as Emi Guendia in the sense of it uh, you know it's a bit of a needle in the haystack it's it's one of those buys that north City make and so many of them have failed I get that but it feels so good right now so Marcelino Nunes is a is a player that Twists that turns that can score free kicks. If you if you've got the time, go and watch his free kick against Hull. So don't give away free kicks against Norwich City on the edge of your box. Because if you do, genuinely, it's the first time in years that I have felt so confident from free kicks. And that I think is a is a very that's something in a team that you I actually think it's quite hard to find a specialist kick taker now. Um, and, and I think we found one in Marcelino Nunez. Um, so those are, the, those are the, the, the two key players. And of course, you mentioned all of those familiar faces already that, that, will, that, that I'm sure will put in a good performance. But the two players for me, Josh Sargent, Marcelina Nunez, if you can stop both of those boys playing, you've got a good chance of getting a result.
0: On the flip side, we've had an unexpectedly good start, maybe unexpected to us. I think other people thought we might start quite well. Either way, I'll take it. And normally when it comes to Saturday's game, we'd have Sky building at like David versus Goliath, newly promoted League One side, recently relegated Premier League outfit. I think if I'm not blown our own trumpet too much, truth be told, historically, we've we've never been as low as League One and we've mainly been around, you know, Norwich, those sort of sides, the sides that we're playing. So it's maybe not as David and Goliath as maybe it would have previously been. Um, Obviously, you started well. You've said how important the game is for you to have an idea of, where the season's going to go for you. Um I wouldn't say must win. It's probably too early, but it's it's important that you get a result out of it. Long story short. How do Norwich fans see the game against um someone at the Stadium like on, on Saturday? Is it a case of a League One team we should win or is it, oh God, this is quite a tough game?
1: Uh I think I think the expectation is fairly balanced actually. I think it's fairly under control at the moment. And that's because we had a pretty bad well actually we had a shocking start really. We've only just started to pick up again. So by no stretch of the imagination and our city fans expecting us to turn up to the stadium of light and comfortably win. I, I don't think that exists. Um, but what does exist now is we expect a performance, not just a result. We expect a performance now because of what we've seen. Um, some of that hinges on this cup game against Bournemouth that we've got. Um, we we want to be winning that um, or at least, you know, putting in a really positive performance. Um so, yeah, I, I don't think we're coming into the stadium of like this arrogant fan base that, you know, expect us to blow you apart. I just don't think that happens. And Norwich fans know full well what an Alex Neil team's like. We know full well what a confident Alex Pritchard is like. So, yeah, I don't think that exists. And I think it'll be a really entertaining game. And I'm really, really looking forward to it. I completely
0: forgot that Pritchard played for Norwich. Completely went out of my head. There's my research. Horrendously bad. But it does bring me wonderfully onto the next question, uh, the, the penultimate question. Which Son of players are Norwich fans most concerned about?
1: Oh, yeah, I think it'll be Pritchard. Genuinely, I think that's a very easy answer. I think, like, we've... We saw the best of Pritchard, right? Huddersfield fans obviously don't like him and are frustrated with it. Um he thought the grass was going to be greener when he left Norwich. He then found out that, and a lot of players fall victim of this. They jump ship too early. He should have stayed at Norwich. Um, but I also empathise with the fact that who would have thought that after spending £300,000 in the Premier League, would that team then bounce back straight away? So I do empathise a little bit with, with Pritchard in that, in that respect. But, um, yeah, I think he's the main man. I, I think he's he will be able to really stretch us. I think he will... Um, Certainly worry our centre backs, um, but I, th- I think the key and and, and a, the reason why they're worried about Pritchard is because at the moment we're we're playing a makeshift left back in Kenny McLean, who of course y- y- you will know, um that's not good news. Um, Kenny is a midfielder for us, always has been. Um, we've had three players out injured in that position, and Kenny's Kenny's covering at the moment, so that's why I think people will particularly fear. Alex Pritchard over anyone else because of where he is on the pitch. And and even if he swaps, you know, wings as well, I, th- I think, I think that's the player that, that Norwich fans will fear. Um I, I don't take it the wrong way though. I, I don't think Norwich players will fear anyone else. I think they will feel that they can, they can manage this game. I do, um, but I've already said it, you know, if, if you can stop Marcelino Nunes dictating play, because we're a possession based side still, as you've seen, I, I'm not a fan of XG, as I've made clear already. But, you know, if you can stop us in terms of possession, you'll do well. Um, but if you guys can uh, retain possession and, and feed Alex Pritchard and feed it in front of him, um, I still think that Norwich have got a big mistake in them. And then I fear us going behind because when Norwich go behind in games, I still don't believe our mentality is developed to the point where we know how to bounce back. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with Alex Pritchard of
0: course um final question i've got none right which is just my form really i need to stop doing it because then people are going to realize i don't know what i'm speaking about which is fair i guess um i'm going to say 2-1 sunland we need a yeah. home win i fancy it but i
1: imagine you might disagree well, on our channel talking to a city we always say what's our what's our head saying what's our heart saying right and i think that I, I, I think my, my head is saying one one. Um, I, I think Sunderland will put up a really good fight at home against the team. You know that you know, you know the, the Sunderland fans will be they'll be so up for this game. To it's, it's a bit you you will want this will be a big marquee win if you can do it right. Mm-hmm. So I think that means you'll start well. Um, and I think that if you score first, I still as I've said already, I, I don't see us being able to equalise and go on to win the game. So I think my head's saying one one. But my heart is saying that we're talking about, you know, potentially this free-flowing game, right? Because Norwich are keeping possession and we're now developing a style of play and Josh Sargent and Marcelino Nunes and all these creative players, you know, potentially Todd Cantwell comes into play. Um, but then I know full well that Alex Neil's not going to park the bus against Norwich City. But contradicting all of that stuff, I actually think my heart is saying this will be nil-nil for a lot of the game. Um, And maybe Norwich will nick a win. But I'm not going into this confident. I'm not going into this confident. I'm I'm going into this thinking a 1-1 draw wouldn't be a bad result, which might surprise Sunderland fans. But it's just due to that that unknown fact of Sunderland, the start of the season away from home. Again, I'm an old-fashioned football fan. Win your home games. See what you can nick away from home. And I think Sunderland is a place this season where you'll do well to get a, a result. Genuinely, I do. So that's my prediction for the game. But hopefully, we'll absolutely batter you. But I don't <laughs> think we will. But, uh, but, you know, it's the friendship <laughs> trophy after all. So perhaps perhaps we'll give you a win at the Stadium Light and you'll give us the win at Carroll Road. Um, perhaps that will be the the scenario. Who knows?
0: I was trying to think who currently holds it. Is it yourselves who currently oh, hold it? No, us? I think it's you guys. I is it us? Not-
1: I think the last result might be 3-1 your guy I'm sure the Sunderland fans will remind me I think Sunderland won the last game so you've got the friendship trophy
0: currently uh, have it it's <laughs> for, any, for anyone wondering Chris obviously I'm gonna let you go but before I do I think there'll be people who know obviously where to find Talk Norwich City and your stuff loads of really good interviews on it um loads of great stuff Norwich fan or not but where can we find you if uh the, if people want to
1: that's so kind, thank you. Yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, probably the the best platform is is the old Twitter, the the, the toxic football Twitter. And <laughs> my handle is at Chris Revo, and um, at Talk Norwich City is the is the channel. Talk Norwich City on YouTube is where all of our interviews are, and and um, yeah, we, we, we're we're going to be doing all sorts of um fun content at the moment. So feel free to engage and get involved in the conversation. As I always say to people, and um, if Norwich City uh, win, and um, you will hear from me at the weekend um but if you guys win i won't respond to anyone that's
0: fair play i think i'm the same (laughs) nine times out of ten um chris i will let you go but um as always thanks for coming on and someone told me i've got to start saying like subscribe and all that but i'll just keep with my normal if you want to subscribe you can if you don't i don't care it's fine um (laughs) but chris i appreciate it thanks for coming on cheers guys